0: Hi, I'm Bill Osmolsky with the McIver Institute, and this is the McIver Newsmakers Podcast. One of the top issues in Madison right now is ranked choice voting. Currently, Wisconsin residents vote in primary and general elections, and the person with the most votes wins. A lot of lawmakers, though, want to change that to a system where there are no primaries, and voters rank candidates according to their preference. Everywhere this has been tried, it's led to confusion and suspicion. Tallying the results is convoluted and slow. The candidate with the most votes does not always win. And it never favors Republicans. And yet here in Wisconsin, a lot of Republicans are pushing this change and there's a lot of money from the left pouring in trying to convince others. A public hearing on January 9th turned into a love fest between Democrats and the Republicans pushing ranked choice voting. Something that came off as very off-putting in this era of zero-sum game politics. How can this be the one issue that so many people on the right and left agree on when the idea is so objectively and demonstratively bad? Fortunately, not everyone on the right thinks bringing ring choice voting to Wisconsin is a good idea. Today on the McIver Newsmakers podcast, we're joined by U.S. Senator Ron Johnson with his take on the forces and factors behind this effort.
1: First of all, I think the number one goal... Uh, that we need in terms of uh, elections is restoring election integrity. And that means restoring the public's confidence in our election. Uh, You know, we have a big enough problem right now in in having people have confidence in a proper count when you have two candidates with maybe, you know, a minor uh, party candidate uh, adding, you know, three or four other people, but, you know, just having it decided between two basic uh, party candidates People don't have faith in the system, so you throw on top of that uh, something like ranked choice voting, which we, we already have experience that uh, these things can drag on for weeks. Uh, it's complex. I mean, as, as a voter, it, it, sometimes it's hard to figure out, you know, what 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 do you want in terms of your 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 choice between two major party candidates? How are you going to intelligently really under, You know, be able to rank. Uh, groups
0: sorry
1: I'll try and get that out of there um, how can you intelligently rank you know three four five six different candidates or I guess it's five candidates so again it's it's going to lead to chaos it's going to reduce confidence in our elections so just on that basis alone I, I would argue against it um, I, I saw that uh, for example representative Pocan says well we shouldn't start at a statewide we ought to do little test cases in in communities you know the things we've already got, the uh, test cases in statewide races in, in Alaska in, in Maine and in, in other jurisdictions where it has taken weeks for the the final result to come in. So I, I you know how, how much more do you really need to know about the problems with these things? And you know the other ar- argument is well it's, it's going to lead to consensus. Part part of the reasons that we're literally mortgaging and plundering our children's futures is because you have the uniparty and uh, you know promising benefits to your constituents is, is a pretty popular thing to do. I mean, is that what we want? We want consensus uniparty cabinets that uh, just primarily vote benefits for their constituency. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't see it. We, we've got, we, we've got a real political divide in this country. We need to acknowledge that. And I think those two political parties need to uh, compete and, and hopefully conservatives will win that fight.
0: You, you bring up Maine and obviously Alaska is another example where, um, We see ranked choice voting has been implemented and uh, Republican candidates who had the most votes wound up losing to their Democrat challengers. I don't think there's any examples out there of Republicans beating Democrats through ranked choice voting. We see most, um, you know, all the money, most of the money supporting this. uh, This policy is coming from the left, from liberal groups. Um, Yet we also see that, there's a good number of republicans here in Wisconsin that are supporting rain choice voting that are championing it and you know signing onto legislation with with democrats over this why do you think um you know why do you why do you think there's uh there's not consensus you know speaking of consensus why is there not consensus among uh conservatives among republicans uh, on this issue why are, why are there some people that 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 actually want to see it
1: well, it's always very politically popular to say let's do something on a bipartisan basis. Let's let's appeal to the center of American politics, where in the end that's where you reach consensus and that's how you apparently move forward. Well, again, from my standpoint, that that consensus, that center uh, political movement here, has more our children's future. It's that it's the uniparty that uh, ignores the fiscal reality of you know, all this massive deficit spending and has landed us, uh, you know, about $34 trillion in debt on a path to $50 trillion, something completely unsustainable. So I, I recognize it's, it's very politically popular to say, Let, let's do something that, that ends up uh, bringing elected officials that are they're more in the center of things. That that means that they don't have real strong opinions one way or the other in, in a very ideologically divided country. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, we, we have... Two parties, one, one represents radical leftism now. It's not even, you can't even call it old style liberalism. It's radical leftism. Uh, it's taking us down a path of utter destruction. Um, and then you have the conservative viewpoint, which, which viewpoint which is more classically liberal, uh, focusing on freedom, a free market system that uh, is the most efficient allocator of capital in the world, that has produced this marvel we call America. You know, those are diametrically opposed viewpoints uh, from my standpoint, the conservative side has to win. Uh, finding some compromised position between that is what we've been dealing with here in America for decades. And so again, we're plundering and mortgaging our children's future and our, our country's heading down a very dangerous path, I would say circling the drain. So you know, from my standpoint, this isn't a time to throw in the towel and say, oh, let's just, let's just let consensus uh, prevail and uh, let the final collapse of America occur. This is where I think conservatives need to make our point and try and educate as many people in terms of the dangers of socialism, uh, of radical leftism, and the, the benefits of a classical liberal approach, one that focuses on freedom, one that focuses on the truth, uh, w- one that actually builds this marvel we call America as opposed to one that just destroys. I mean, sh- show, show me one thing that radical leftism has ever built other than power base other than a propaganda machine uh you know radical leftism uh, marxism communism it destroys nations it destroys economies it, it uh, results in totalitarian regimes that did murder their citizens uh yeah you know, i point out venezuela was an oil rich nation uh venezuelans voted themselves into poverty that's what venezuelans did with their at the ballot box with their vote they got the one vote for hugo chavez and then that's the last time you're going to have a legitimate election there so uh, again, a, a mushy middle uh, is not going to work for America. It just isn't. Yeah. So how does um, how does rank choice uh,
0: how does rank choice voting um, get us closer to that system? Then it
1: doesn't. That's why I'm opposed to it.
0: No, I mean, I mean to that the the, the vision that you just described of um, you know totalitarianism and and more, you know more extremism from the left.
1: Well, I think we see in their politics, I mean, our politics and, and public policy does gravitate toward the middle. Uh, and mm-hmm. we've seen the result of what gravitating toward the middle does, where, you know, if you, if you take a look at the ideological divide and you say, well, let's let's start in the middle. Well, that, that's not where the left starts. The left starts way on the left side of the spectrum. And then Republicans have to somehow get them to move a little bit away from the radical left. And then we call that consensus. We call that the center. It's so far away from the center. But again, because radical leftism uh, basically took over our universe, university system in the 60s, they've been indoctrinating everybody they've been graduating. So now we've got uh, lawyers that turn into activist judges. Uh, we've got journalists that really aren't journalists they're advocates for the left. Uh, so the mainstream media is completely tilted against uh, you know, classical liberalism and uh, conservatism, and I would say freedom. And then we're, we're also graduating teachers that far too many of them are indoctrinating our children into radical leftism. So that, that's how we've arrived at this extremely dangerous moment in our history and resorting to rank choice voting, it's not gonna turn the situation around and, and we need to turn the situation around. Or as I said, th- this country right now is circling the drain and anybody that uh, would deny that start opening your eyes in terms of what's happening.
0: Now, now with ranked choice voting, I mean, obviously we got Republicans that are are two very different opinions on this. Is this something that's gonna be um, debated within the party over the next several months, perhaps even seeing like
1: resolutions at the convention regarding this? Well, I I just hope we stomp it out in in our ranks. Um, Like I say, I I, I start from the simplest proposition that that, uh, we need to restore confidence in our elections and there's no way, no way, that ranked choice voting is gonna restore confidence in our elections. I mean, that's that's an impossibility. Uh, And again, that's not theory. You can just take a look at where ranked choice voting has occurred, uh, the the difficulty in achieving the final result. And then when it's taking weeks to literally tell the public, this is who you voted for, um, is there gonna be a great deal of confidence that that's an accurate and true result? Gonna keep trying to move out of the sun here as it moves in on me. (laughs) Um
0: so, you know, w- w- one of the last points that um that really jumps out at me about ranked choice voting is if I've um if I'm looking at my ballot and I see six candidates, there's one conservative I want to vote for, then five, you know, five liberals. I only vote for the conservative. Somebody else comes along, they get, you know, they vote for all five liberals. You know, I would make the case that I only got one vote and that other person got five votes. And, you know, that's you know, that's unconstitutional. I mean is there is there something to be made for that argument?
1: Do you- yeah, I would say that's one of the flaws. Again, it's just so complex; mm-hmm. it's almost hard to argue the case because it's just so complex. Which is why I'm trying to make the argument simple: that this is not going to restore confidence in our election. That's the number one goal of public policy right now, as it results, as it regards our elections. It, it's it's an unsustainable state of affairs. I said this uh, during the 2020 election cycle and, and after January 6th in 2016. Uh, half America refused to accept Donald Trump as president. They they were calling for a coup, they were calling for impeachment. They said it was an illegitimate result. Hillary Clinton urged uh, now President Biden in the election, do not concede. Um, so there you have half America utterly refusing to accept Trump as, as legitimate. You had, of course, all the corruption within our federal uh, law enforcement agencies that undermined his presidency the entire four years. You certainly have the Democrats in Congress undermine the presidency. Fast forward four years later, in very close elections during COVID, where there are all kinds of irregularities that the mainstream media, the Democrats simply won't even acknowledge. But it's true. There are all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. Absentee balloting doubled, which is what the Baker-Carter Commission warned us about in terms of potential fraud. Absentee ballot was the number one area of potential fraud. We relaxed so many controls over APS balloting. Um, so it's an unstable, so now the other half of America didn't believe in the in election result. So two presidential elections in a row, half of the country refuses to accept that result as, as legitimate. Throw in ranked choice voting, uh, you're just gonna make the problem far, far worse.
0: Again, that was U.S. Senator Ron Johnson with his take on what's driving the push for ranked choice voting in Wisconsin. For the MacIver Institute, I'm Bill Osmolsky. Thank you for listening to this edition of the McIver Newsmakers Podcast.